Hello, hello, and welcome to Tim Talk. I am your, uh, I guess I'm the producer today, uh, as I was last week, Mr. Justin Martindale, and with me is the man with the plan, my brother, Mr. Tim Robles. Hello, hello, hello. Never second guess yourself, Justin. Be who you want to be. I know, I lost it on that one. Last couple ones I've been doing good. Man, last couple ones you've been on point. We'll have to uh, apologize to our listeners there for that average intro that uh, he will be thoroughly punished over. Just kidding, Justin. Well, we are glad to have you back to Tim Talk, Talking with Talkers. Uh, Sorry we're getting the podcast out a little late. I actually got uh, sick at the beginning part of the week, and instead of coming in here and hacking and coughing all over my good friends Justin and Zach, because we have Zach back with us for Zach Part 2. He's so big, Justin, we had to have Part 2, Zach O'Quinn. Uh, Zach, welcome back to Tim Talk. Yeah, Glad to have you. Oh, yeah. um, looks like we had some great responses to our last uh, podcast uh, with Zach. Zach is a very popular guy out in our community and um, you know has his own little fan base, uh, so they were all... Yeah, I, I've seen your fan base. They have shirts that say, I hate Zach. Yeah, yeah they do. It's actually true. It says, I hate Zach. Oh, yeah. I hate this place. I'll see you tomorrow. I saw that on Instagram. I think and that's I the lo- truest form of love. Yeah, our sin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Got yes. One no. of them's going to mark David Chapman me one day. And <laughs> I can see it happen. Reading Catcher in the Rye over there by there the kettlebells. Um. So we had a great time uh, last week, uh, good responses. And again, listeners, we ask that we continue to grow this podcast and please share it, love it, like it, subscribe to it. Uh, I don't know what else you can do with a podcast. If you can sleep with it and eat, well, I mean like sleep in the bed. like Have it on your phone yeah, and just listen to it yeah, while you doze off. Yeah. Tim's, yeah, Tim's keep sultry it simple. voice will lull you Welcome to, sleep. to Tim Talk. Yeah, like that? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, great. All right. Well, anyway, we're going to jump right in. So last uh, time we met with Zach, uh, we had some great uh, discussion. Um, Again, like I said, a lot of good feedback on stuff. And uh, so, Zach, what were your thoughts? How did you feel about it? Uh, You know, it was fun. Fun talking to you guys. Uh, I'd I'd listen to it back and... Just like anything else, you listen to it, and I've kind of probably argued with myself listening to it back. I was thinking, like, well, you probably should have said this or that, but that's life. You know, an unedited conversation, that's what unedited. you want. You know, you want to. When I went back and listened to it, I, I was very happy that I listened. And I went, man, nobody said anything that was like, oh, that was stupid. That yeah, was a, that was a dumb thing. It, to luckily, say. we didn't. There was no cringe moments there. Yeah. We probably already messed that up already in part two here. But uh, yeah. Anyway, right. uh, well, that's good. Yeah, we had a great conversation, and, and I, you know, same way. And I and I told you, Justin. I told you. I told you. I got comments and why didn't you say this? Why didn't you do this? What about this? So to the listeners out there, we are going to get into a lot of the complicated uh, substance of uh, what your apologetics and and defending the faith or not believing in the faith or you know your theology my theology and that kind of stuff we have plenty of time zach uh is one of the guys we want to you know do future shows with and talk about specific uh topics on those kind of things uh but you know as we started at this podcast the couple things that my um uh, target was or my mission or goal was was to show people um that there is disagreement out there and that uh, to hide our head in the sand acting like there isn't disagreement out there is not good. And then on the other realm is to have that disagreement and still not be able to talk and laugh and uh, see each other's points. Uh, you know, Zach didn't walk out of here, uh, you know, changing his mind or his theology on something. But good thoughts, He, you know, uh, looking at it. And no offense, Zach, but none of us walked out of here going, you know, maybe God isn't real. Yeah. Uh, now, we didn't get into thickness of that or anything like that. But the point is, like, uh, I think what Justin said, you know, a great conversation. And, you know, instead of, again, saying to us, uh, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? I want to put this challenge out to the listeners. Why aren't you having these conversations? Why are you not meeting these kind of interesting people? Uh, kind two, of interesting people. Kind, like me. So, I don't know why I said kind of interesting people. That is good. There's the first yeah. stupid thing no, no, no. right there, Justin said. Uh, but, you know, two things. I, I walked into a gym for two reasons, Justin. Um, I could no longer fit in my skinny jeans. Um, no. You know, and one day we're going to get them uh, back. I, I, sorry, that's not a joke. <laughs> <sighs> yes, I know. Uh, anyway, I was uh, I was out of shape, and I wanted to uh, – I was hanging out with too many of my church people, you know. Yeah. Uh, does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. 
So, uh, not to say you go into the gym, you don't find church people. Okay. So political correctness here, but I want it to be outside of my bubble. I want it to be outside of my comfort zone and meet, uh, different people and different walks of life, hear different opinions. And then I wanted my faith to be challenged. I wanted my understanding of God to be challenged because when I'm challenged and I have to exercise that muscle, it's only going to get stronger. Um, so, uh, so that's where we're at and that's what we're doing. And that's why you heard the things you heard. And yes, as Zach even admitted, he could have said a lot more about specific subjects and things. Uh, and that could be critiqued as, as, forever uh, but we're uh, trying to do uh, certain things in a certain amount of time so I want to start with uh, for those of you who did not uh, tune in or listen to last time we met with Zach uh, go do that because that's right above this uh, podcast I'm assuming the way it lines up that's right on your computer or phone Um, so we met with Zach and Zach one of the things you were kind of saying was uh, you know uh, one of the statements I kind of took away and just kind of summarizing it mm-hmm. in a way was that like hey who really does know the truth at all like right. who, who can who can determine anything at all and then uh, you know you kind of went into you know uh, my connection to purpose and to uh, you know just um, spiritual side is you know going out and fishing or going into the woods or just you know that solace time with you and nature um am i correct and yeah that's i mean that'd be pretty fair to say okay so what we wanted uh what what i wanted to do is say uh the ravi zacharias i don't know if you know ravi zacharias he's a big hero to me a, a great apologist of our time i would say probably right now the greatest apologist that we have in the christian faith and uh ravi zacharias um so if you want to look up his books and stuff uh you know research that but um he points out a couple things that uh uh, dictates our worldview the way we look at the uh, world and then um you know and those kind of things are like what our destiny you know human history what what happens to us uh after death and our purpose in life um do you feel that those are like we should be concerned with those things yeah those those things i i mean i think about constantly it's one of my it's some of my biggest uh I guess you could say uh, existential crises that I have right. all the time. You know, thinking about those things because of the fact that I can't, I can't put my finger on it. You know, I, right. can, I can't know. You know, you could tell me a hundred times whatever it is. You know, I, I just I'll never know mm-hmm. until I know. Okay. You know? So you're an avid uh, outdoorsman, right? And right. Uh, if no one's ever had some of Zach's barbecue, you're missing out. But oh that, yeah, that's not an open invite <laughs> to y'all because uh, he's very picky if he's gonna cook for that's you. true that's true so, uh, <laughs> so did, did, um, did you bring any no nah, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh so as an avid outdoor, outdoorsman you know hunting fishing did you have to uh do you feel that you uh you had to learn how to do that stuff like could yeah i just go out there and do it you could you could i wouldn't suggest it it's mm-hmm. not really uh what i would say respectful to the animals or the land if you just went out and started popping birdshot into deer or something you know and right. injuring animals so it's something it's a it's something you have to respect and you have to take serious you know uh mm-hmm. but i think there is something inside all of us that especially for something like bow hunting i would say like there's such a primal feeling to mm-hmm. me when i do that that my heart rate i i can't get my heart rate higher in anything in life whatever work i do than if i have a bow and arrow drawn at a deer i don't know what it is there's something i think inside of humans that that when you do that, it's there's something that clicks, and you're like, okay, right. this is what I was kind of more supposed to do on the earth, as opposed to being mad at the McDonald's worker for not putting fifteen dollars an hour or whatever yeah. it is, you know. So, I, not to to play a trick game or anything like that. I want to take some of those passions, and so you're passionate about that. You you enjoy that, and so yeah, I would agree that uh, hopefully embedded in all of us is a basic su- a necessity of survival. You know, if we got to go out and you know kill something, and you know, I could probably get uh, some chicken off of an actual chicken, but I'm gonna butcher it, and you know, uh, you're an expert in that field. You know, I'm not definitely not an expert, but well, compared to me, right? I'm right. I'm so, uh, I'm immersed in it. I guess right. you would so say you've you've trained by doing, and and you mm-hmm. know, I'm sure you've you know read some things, looked at things, done uh, a lot of the wrong things, right? A lot of times, to find yeah. it right, but it was because you're interested in your passion. So when we talk about these things about um, 
purpose of life, destiny, meaning of world history, what happens after death and all that. Uh, by your own admission, you have this, uh, you know, I've, that some, those things are always on my mind. I'm always mm-hmm. trying to, you know, that that's great, you know, to like, who wouldn't want to know those things? Yeah. Um, so to kind of bring it full circle, um, if I, if, would you say that, have you done the same amount of research on God as a whole? Uh, Christian faith mm-hmm. uh, that you have done in the passion of what you do in the outdoors of learning, you know, a kind of what bow to use. Look, I, I know some hunters and mm-hmm. the equipment you guys have. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's girl inti- level. You know, of, it's intimidating. You're like, yeah. uh, you know, like I'm thinking, well, can I go to Walmart and get that? bow? I mean, one time I went learning how to fish here in Lake Charles. I, you know, I, I grew up fishing when, you know, when I grew up, but got into fishing in Florida and stuff, but it, it was a different level over here. And I remember one time, well, I'm going to go Walmart and get this pole. And they, they made fun of me. You don't get a pole like that to go out, you yeah. know, and, you know, like, I'm like, it's a pole with string on it. You put it, you know, um, of course I knew a little bit more than that, but, um, so back to my original thought on yeah. that was, uh, you know, what about the research? What about the same investigative passion and know-how for Christianity compared to your passion of outdoors? Yeah, I think uh, probably early on in life, I probably had about the same level of uh, exposure to both of them. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of family members that uh, that are very religious and they, you know, they do go to church and they do, you know, talk to me about those things all growing up. So, and I had, well, probably a lot more exposure to that than hunting. Cause you know, if you, when you're, when you're a kid, if you're lucky, you go hunting, you know, 10 times in a year, I heard a lot more about mm-hmm. uh, God and church and things like that throughout the year. Now, maybe something happened uh, at a young age where a certain experience while I was hunting was better mm-hmm. to me and more impactful to me than an experience I had, say, in church. Right. And to me, it's just like I'm very, I'm very uh, obsessive about things, I guess you could say. So when I kind of go down a path, like I go, you know, hard nosed at it and I go, I just follow that. Mm-hmm. So like I, if, if I take something and I say there, there's value in this to me, I'm going to explore that into the next level, into the next level, keep trying to get the next best, the next best uh, version of that, I guess you could say. And if maybe I guess at a young age, I didn't see value in church. I didn't see, I wasn't getting anything out of it. You know what I mean? And it's not, maybe I was going to the wrong churches. Maybe I was talking to the wrong people. But would you find, do you think you could find value in God? But that, I guess what it is, a good question I would have here is, can you separate the church from what you've seen? Mm-hmm. Separate the church and the business and the organization of the church from God? Are those two, do those two coincide together? Are they one for you or are they separate? Uh, I mean, as you see it, it they, they, they are combined, I guess you would see. It's a package deal. Okay. Uh, belief-wise, I don't think, I don't think they're the same Again, so if we go back to kind of what we talked about before of like my view of what the creator is and what created everything, I don't think personally, I just don't feel like any of it, whoever created, you know, everything we have, it doesn't have anything to do with what I see as evangelical uh, preaching and this and that. I don't, I just don't see the connection to me of Mm -hmm. this guy said, you know, I wrote this book or God told me to write this book, say the Bible, whatever it is, you know, so he told me to write this book and I'm going to pass it down or whatever the case may be. I don't see the human connection, uh, to God in the way that like church and God, like you're saying, like church and God being the same thing. Like you have to go to church to believe in God, or you have to go to church to, uh, to understand God. Really saying is that you, if you, you, have problems with the organized church or things that you've seen in the church or ways that you've heard in the church and because those problems exist there I don't uh, no I don't think no. so no I don't think it's a problem that I see in the church because for the most part I don't know I personally don't know a church or any religious uh, any religious what's the word I'm looking for uh, building or whatever organization, organization any yeah. religion I don't personally know one that their purpose is to uh, make the world worse. I don't. I haven't seen one to say, well, because what they're doing in the church, I can't get on board with that. Most of them, to me, have the right uh, the right idea. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We we want fellowship. We want community. We want uh, you know. We want the world to be a better place. Mm-hmm. Where 
I diverge from that is the reasons why and maybe how. Okay. So last week when we were talking and, and getting it started this week, uh, a lot of thought on um, what you say. Uh, I don't I think last week you made the comment. I don't see God as this like you know guy with an old beer walking on the clouds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I would like to try to prod a little, and why don't you tell me what 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 is God? You know, uh, instead of what is it not, right? Or what the issues are? What do you think? It's. I mean, I. The shortest answer is I have no clue. You know, so I. I just don't. I can't see. And what kind of uh, the human like the human aspect we give uh, the creator mm-hmm. is is bothersome to me. Maybe I guess so. I. I don't see God if there is a God. Mm-hmm. I don't think He looks like me or you or she looks like. You know, it's completely. I don't know. It's it's got to be. I have no and idea. Where does that come from? Uh, like your 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 thought process mm-hmm. to say, I don't think God looks like us, or and I'm not saying wrong or right. I'm just following the train here. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, because I, I, I look, I will even go back as far as, and I don't know where the church stands on dinosaurs and whatnot, but I look at things like dinosaurs or ancient mm-hmm. ancient beings, mm-hmm. and I always kind of had a theory in my head that it's like. What if God, the original God, looked more like a dinosaur, right? And we, he created these things, mm-hmm. right, in his, or whatever you might say, his image or her image, whatever it is, you know. So there's these things out there, and they just didn't work. They became too, they weren't intelligent enough. They were too savage, whatever it is. They weren't, uh, it wasn't interesting enough, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, because what other point to create humans other than to be entertained by them? I think if there is one, he's entertained every day, Uh and so it wasn't working. So they all died. They weren't intelligent enough to figure out how to survive, maybe, whatever the case may be. Because uh, if, if, to me, if you believe that dinosaurs existed and they were there, uh, that would kind of shake my belief that he started out looking like us. It would be hard for me to believe that a god made that many dinosaurs and animals before us and then said, let me start over. Now I'm going to make one that looks like me, mm-hmm. you know? I would probably ask this question is that do you think that God could fit into the same uh, paradox in which we put eternity and forever is that it's not something that we can imagine because we've never experienced it. Mm -hmm. So God is usually referred to in in a, you know, in a humanity sort of way because that's what our that's what our minds can understand right because we can't we can't fathom anything perfect we can't fathom anything uh larger than ourselves because here here on the you know the great planet earth we're the biggest we're the top of the food chain we're the biggest thing there is yeah. as far you know you know you put me in a cage with a shark i'm gonna lose but in the grand scheme of things we're the biggest thing going right now as far as yeah we're the most, biology yeah. science and all that stuff but god doesn't nec- doesn't fit into that role but how could we imagine anything other than that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And that, that we have to we have to put God in our minds in, in whatever way we can imagine it, because we can't imagine what we can't imagine. Right. And I think, and I, that's completely reasonable. I, I think it's okay for people to have that image of God as human-like, kind of, you know, because, I mean, it makes sense. Like you said, you have to have something to reference off of. Right. Uh, I don't see myself on that level. I don't see, I just don't see humans... Uh, I don't see that image as when I think of the creator. I don't feel like, uh, you know. Right. And 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 I get that. And I... And what, uh, what, what is the... So, like, what, would you say that's where you would go with it? You would say we are made in his image, therefore he would look like us? Is that kind well, of... Well, we, we even had this discussion this past Sunday on that. Is, uh, when it, I think when God says we are made in, in his image and likeness, mm-hmm. there's more of a meaning... Um, you know, uh, to that, uh, we look at that biologically and, you know, as far as, uh, the human form goes, um, I know that, uh, according to Genesis that God walked and talked with, with Adam and Eve. Um, and I think that Adam and Eve were able, they related with God. They were not God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says he walked and he talked. So right there tells me he had some type of voice box and he had something that moved, you know, leg wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, uh, now we also know that God is, you know, can, you know, uh, spirit form, um, all kinds of, uh, ways that, I mean, God came to Moses in the form of a burning bush, 
right. um, you know, a voice from the heavens. Uh, uh, the Spirit descended on Jesus Christ like a dove uh, in the River Jordan upon baptism. So I don't, I guess for me personally, I don't get too wrapped up in what does he exactly look like? Is he white? Is he black? Is he this? I think he's God, you know? Um, yeah, and that's and, kind of my whole point right. of his. I but, don't. So my, 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 where I'm, going with it is is like is is there this true accountable god you know for zach and you know what would it take uh, and maybe that's a loaded question but you know what in what would move zach in a way to say okay i'm not worried if god has 10 fingers or nine fingers or if he's got you know a tail or not a tail but if he's god and he's and we're the creation and he's the creator simple logic tells me that uh, if I've been created by this, I have, uh, he has ownership of that, like it or not ownership. We take it down to, you know, the, the presidential thing, not my president, uh, is my president. Well, you know, win or lose, that's the winner. That's the loser. You know, mm-hmm. um, the, the facts, uh, are always what comes to the surface. Factual thing. Presump, uh, what is that? Presu- presumption of, uh, uh, presuming, uh, I'm not saying the word right here is not faith. Faith is something that, you know, I, I believe this, I, I believe. And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, because I think you, you speak, uh, you know, for a lot of people out there and people we're trying to, you know, get to know better and want them to get to know us better. Uh, you know, you know, it's it's easy for us to say what we don't believe in, but what do we believe in? You know, mm-hmm. what what is there? You know, and if we believe in certain things, if I pronounce that I believe in God, and then I am also proclaiming that I am one who disagrees with people who say there is no God. So I can proclaim to be a believer, which means I also proclaim that I am not a not believer. Makes sense? Yeah. Um, so I guess for you, uh, I'm not too worried about how you uh, see God physically. But is there this one true God? And 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 to summon and to really bring in the focus, is there the God that Tim and Justin say that's the Christian God? And did He come in in the Jesus Christ come in the form of fully man, fully God? Were we sinners? Did we deserve? Is there a heaven and a hell? Uh, and because I I believe in our generation today, and it's where I was, where I found myself at you know up until 26 years old, I had a lot of things of what things weren't and what things couldn't be or what they shouldn't be, but I didn't have a lot of what we should do or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Webb, um, you know, led me to Christ. The, the biggest, the biggest, most profound statement in my life was, you you have nothing but questions and and uh opinions there are no facts or answers so why would anybody knock on your door mm-hmm. you know unless they want to have a great discussion right but if they really 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 wanted answers to life death to destiny to human history why does this happen how do i do this you're the last person i'm coming to because all you have is well it could be this or it could be that or it is this or it's not but we live in a world well, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing okay. all the time because uh, that's, I guess, part of the problem for me is I don't think it just stops with uh, God said so, therefore, this is it. So where does it continue? I don't have to think about it. I, I mean, it, you, I it doesn't to, stop there. Where does it continue for you? It continues to how big is the universe, right? Just something okay. as simple as that. Like yeah. how vast is it? Okay. What is past what we can't see right now? We don't know. I, I don't right. know. If I if I were to just say, but what about the four that's in front of you? What happens after death? Maybe nothing. You know, I look at so there's a, and I think we might have talked about this before, and I think this is a a, a maybe a clue that okay. we can kind of like look into, which I know a lot of people wouldn't uh, be on board with, but go back to like hunting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When an animal like so, when an animal's about to die, have you ever seen like a lion attack a cheetah, mm-hmm. right? Or a, a lion I'm attack a cheetah, that's stupid. Like a lion attack like a, a deer or something, yeah. a gazelle, you know. Uh, and they'll fight for a while, you know what I mean? They'll fight the death because mm-hmm. they, they're they a being and they have purpose. And then something happens, in which we all make in our own brain, that they have a release of DMT, which is like dimethyltryptamine, mm-hmm. right? And then they just kind of let go. Mm-hmm. That's that look of calm. They accept death and then they just stop. Right, they mm-hmm. look like. Why aren't you fighting anymore? It's because they're flooded with these chemicals that uh, let them accept death a little bit. They accept their own mortality at that point. Right. They're not worried about their their ego is kind of separated from their body. They say, "I'm not an animal anymore." 
their brain sends them a lot of psychedelic type stuff. Okay. Uh, now humans have found ways. I mean, because I said we make that in our brain, they can manufacture that and recreationally use that mm-hmm. as a drug. And there's been a lot of uh, a lot more research and everything done with that of some people saying it's kind of like the link to the spiritual world, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. You see things that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. What I would imagine, if I was trying to, if I saw God, what I was trying to explain, a lot of people say it's similar to that. Okay. Right? So the God, the God theory for us could, could be simply a way of us accepting death and that it's over. Somewhat. Or to be... But what do you say to the people who aren't dying, that look at death, mm-hmm. have seen death, have... Um, well, it even goes by back. and say, that's not my dad. That's not my mom. That's something clicks in them mm-hmm. when they see that body. Now they're, they're not experienced. Yeah. yeah I know what you're saying. Yeah. That, that, that's a, there's no that's chemical a there's something. Just yeah. like something is screaming out to me that says that is not, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've probably, most of us in this room have gone to a funeral, looked in the coffin and said, that's not so-and-so. Yeah. He's no longer, or she's no longer here, mm-hmm. but yet there's the body. So, you know, I would say in that instance, it's not, you know, I can understand in a way to the person accepting death, but this is a person that's just seeing death, that's just watching death, that something inherently in us says there's more to it. There's more, sorry, Justin, I hit the mic. Uh, There's more to it than just this body, just this place. It's called, you know, in, in some terms, the ought theory. You know, it should. It ought not be that way. Well, if if there was nothing else besides what we see, heat, uh, feel, touch, smell, whatever, then where'd the ought come from? You know, what's that ought? You know, uh, now we discussed that a little bit last week, saying, well, we know, you know, forever because we know there's an end. So mm-hmm. what happens if you didn't end? You know, I get that aspect, but um, I so to to really, you know, hit the question of is uh, if if God was real for mm-hmm. you, for yeah. Zach O'Quinn. Mm-hmm. Would you follow him? If I knew, again, so this goes back to, we can go back to intentions as yeah. well, right? Okay. So it goes back to uh, just because you can go back to being the president, right? right. So mm-hmm. because you're the president doesn't mean I have to follow you and support you, mm-hmm. right? That, that's what a lot of people's argument would be. You can be yes. a president. Yeah. You can be a president. And you can be a bad guy. Following a president blindly or uh, anyone blindly, anything blindly, without making your own assessment of their intentions, mm-hmm. that to me is how you create uh, Nazis and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So that's that's not a good thing. Right. So it would go back to intentions. I look at the intentions Truth of, must be able to speak to power no matter how big it is. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would look at things, you see, I mean- Famine across the world. And I know this is probably hot topics with sure. everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not trying to beat that uh, subject into the ground, but that's no, a good topic. You see, you see things, you see disasters, you see famine, you see all these things, and and you say, well, God is all powerful and all knowing and all good. You know what I mean? All good and all powerful is the is the is the thing. So if people suffer while some are allowed to be just gluttonous literally you know uh is it is it that is god all powerful and he he can't to me it seems he can't be all good and all powerful if uh there is disaster there's famine there's starving people murder there's either you created these people and these humans or these beings uh to, to give them life and to give them something good. I know we have free will, so that's I understand where that takes into play. But mm-hmm. uh, where where does the responsibility lie? I guess from the from the Christian standpoint to say, and I know you probably talked about this with lots of people, but it's something mm-hmm. again that I could never I can never personally reconcile. Which is why I think my own views of God had to evolve. They had to evolve. You know what I mean? As growing up, right. I can't say yeah. he knows what he's going to do. What's best for everyone. That's not true. There's people being tortured and starved and killed and beaten every day. So So it goes, I think you bring up, and who cares if the topic's been discussed for many years? It's a great topic. All good. It's a tough one. How can you be all-powerful and all-good, but I see all this bad? Not saying it's all bad, but I see a lot of bad. I see a lot of bad, yeah. Yeah, so it's a a good one. Go ahead, Justin. I I would 
pre- preface this part of the conversation with a question to both of you. Um, I'm just going to play kind of, uh, you know, just lob one over for you. Do you e- yeah, either, you have to fix your intro. Do, thing, do either so. of you feel like the world is a better place now than it was in, you know, 1950, you know, 1900, 1850? Do you feel like the world is getting better as we've gone on through world history? I And, and I know it's a very loaded question. There's probably yeah. not, there's not a straight yes or no to it, but... Do you think that the world is a better place now than it was then? I think right now, maybe I'm just off the top of my head because I think about that a lot. I think we might be at a tipping point to a lot of things with like technology and the things that we have. Uh, like we're at a really cool point in time where someone that wouldn't have lived past 15 years old can be 80 years old now. Now, from a standpoint of should that person live to be 80, were they meant? To not live that long mm-hmm. so are we you know allowing i guess you could say uh more voices and more and more life when there probably shouldn't have been or whatever the case may be more technology there's a lot of things that we're misusing and we're and it's going to run us into the ground i feel like there's going to to me it's going to be a tipping point so right now i think we're on the upswing of like we've got great things we've got i got ac in my truck you know i've got <laughs> i've got right. warm baths i got all this stuff is it really at one truck, point? Though, don't give me stuff. <laughs> well, I, and, and uh, I, don't, I don't mean necessarily no, it's, in, a, in it's a technology it, sense. I mean more like no in a, overall general in, sense. In, in a society sort of uh, yeah. Well, I think that's kind of collective consciousness where, way. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's where it's going. But I think part of it is we've got all this cool stuff, and somehow we've got more information. I could reach in my pocket right now and have more information than anyone fifty years ago could have ever had. Right. Yet. Right we do some of the dumbest things we 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 still continue to go down a certain path of uh just terribleness with some people you would think that those things would alleviate a lot of problems more wisdom we would have we would clean up some of. but we're not we're fatter we're we're dumber we're all these things you know what i mean like it's just true it really is like we're we're dumber i I guess the way i would put it is is that I, i don't know if we could ever say I think it's always from one from someone's perspective. I mean, maybe we could say to someone, you know, if you ask that question during the Civil War time frame to an American, they'd be like, "No, we're in a civil war." Blah blah. blah. You know, uh, then you ask us now, and well, yeah, we're a unified country, this and that. But you know, overseas we have genocide here, there, and, and this. So I would think it's a it's an evolving question, depending on who you ask. Sure. You know, who is it? Because the bottom line for me to be able to answer that question, I would have to know every circumstance about everyone's situation. And that's just impossible. Yeah. Now, factual stuff will come in that, yes, medical advancements have allowed us to do certain things and, uh, you know, uh, feeding more people, this and that. But then in other areas, uh, you know, the United States of America, I don't know if we're even considered out, but just recently are the longest war in our history. You know, we were at, and most Com- Americans, conflict. right. Yeah, most, we haven't not. Most Americans weren't even bothered by it. They, yeah. You know, day to day, but they didn't realize you're, you're living during the country's standpoint in history of the longest conflict or war, military engagement in our country's history. And most people were still going to Walmart and the water parks and, you know, making sure American Idol was playing, right. you know, so a, a complacency and things like that. So it is if the world's getting better or not, I think would always be determined on who you ask, when you ask them and what's going on in their life, you know. So that's the complexity of politics, uh, social um, engagement, um, you know, uh, it's the complexity of a pastor, you know, how do I, how do I walk life with so many identities and personalities and be so many things to so many people? You know, how did Paul do that in the Bible? And it's, it's an investment. It is give up yourself and live to that. And you're going to get beat up and swiped and, you know, left and right. But, you know, I think it, uh, it's a good question in it. And it still has that topic of, of all powerful, and all good why is do i see all this bad um and i think the way i've tried to answer that and in, in, in especially in a time frame that we have is i would think god you could say that about god if that was that if that was the finished story you know i think you could say you know or that, that you know if he's all powerful all good and all this bad exists but my faith mm-hmm. and the research and the 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 that this isn't the end so this isn't the end and a god who's this we have a god who says i'm gonna end that 
Mm-hmm. You know, but if you need to know what the warmth of my love feels like, if you need to know what the lights look like, you got to know what dark feels like. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what true love feels like, you got to know what true abandonment is. You know, if you if you want to know what true joy is, you need to know what sorrow is. If you want to know what dry is, you need to know what wet is. You know, and I think that and that goes to speaks to the uh, back to the paradox of eternity. In order to know what eternity is, you have to know what finite finite. Is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. As you said last week, so I think, I think in a it's it's that perspective of what yeah. what is the purpose, what is the the end. And I think if uh, if you were to say, you know, uh, when it's over, you just this you just fade out, and existence is going to come until either dinosaurs rise back up and eat us, or a meteorite comes and wipes us out, a new earth, you know, another planet collides with another stardust galaxy and you know microbes and all that begin again and then another development of a of a human race happens or and then you can say what kind of creator allows this kind of stuff to happen or is our creator telling us hey yeah it exists right now just as i sent my only begotten son and he was tortured he was abandoned his friends rejected him he was lied upon he you know he was starved he was you know beaten and abused uh and yet he is perfect he is blemish free and he is god you know god says that your story doesn't end in this body your the, the the world doesn't end in this condition you know, but you have a responsibility. You put yourself in this condition. I, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure, Zach, you've heard this and many listeners have, but I just find it, you know, I'll say this, the little story. It's a cute little story. There's kind of holes in the theology, but it, it, it would bring home this is when, you know, the lady goes and, you know, is having her teeth fixed at the dentist office. And, you know, the dentist says to her, hey, uh, we don't have to do a root canal. And she's like, oh, praise Jesus. Thank God. And he goes and he laughs and he goes, you don't really believe in that stuff, do you? And she goes, yes, of course, I believe in God and I believe. And his question was the same. Well, how how can you even fathom? How can you how can your mind even go there when you see all this bad being gone? And then she just looked at him and said, well, then I, I don't believe in dentist. And she, you know, of course, perplex looked and I don't believe in dent, dentist. And she, you're sitting in a dentist office. I'm here. How can you not believe in me? Well, with everybody, I see people out there with rotten teeth and cavities and, you know, so much thing. And if there was dentists, I wouldn't see that. And, of course, the dentist comes in. Well, no, there's, you know, that's because they refused to come in and they didn't do the proper things they were supposed to do. And they, they didn't brush or they didn't floss and so on and so forth. And, you know, of course, her point was that is why we have the mess that we have because we refuse to submit to God. We refuse to be held accountable by him. The original... Uh, I'll say it this way, Zach, and then get your thoughts because I'm talking too much. But when we look at original sin, a mm. lot of people got this confusion like this fruit, this magical fruit that dangled. We think of it as a fairy tale. Like mm-hmm. she she took the fruit down, bit in it, and the poison seeped into her body. And like, what is that, Sleeping Beauty or something? You yeah, know? Right. And that's not at all. That fruit was perfect. That was because God made it, and He cannot make anything bad. And he made it, and it is perfect. I mean, I'm sure whatever the fruit was, it's probably the best piece of fruit me and you Super would have. Super ripe I, oh and delicious. Oh, my goodness. It yeah. was, and, and there was no nothing wrong with the properties of that fruit. Well, that it, wasn't it, the issue. Was, the issue was that God had told Adam and looked at Adam and said, Hey, all you can have all of this. Everything you see here is yours. Don't take of that. So what did he teach Adam? Right, wrong right wrong and what else did he teach adam justice and who was in charge i'm telling you all this not that so right and wrong who's in charge i made it look what i blessed you with look what you can have but not that and then he showed punishment and and i'd say this to to a lot of people if you were playing a game let's say a football game mm-hmm. okay now we know this with josh and ned you know, big rules of our games that we play right yeah and Let's say I go out of bounds, but I still run upfield and I score a touchdown. And everybody's hooping and hollering. And, you know, you guys are saying, no, he went out of bounds. It doesn't count. We're, the game's not over, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the referee looks at you and goes, yeah, I know he went out of bounds, but I, I'm not going to punish him for that. Because, you know, there's no value to the game. There's no standards. Yeah, there's no poker with no money. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's nothing. It means nothing. No value. And you had brought value up earlier in your conversation. So when he looks at Adam and says, "If you, when you do this, on that day you shall surely die, he added value 
to right and wrong and himself well not added to himself but showed the value because there was punishment there mm-hmm. was a consequence to breaking that rule original sin comes in when when eve with adam looks at the fruit and she has been living her life saying god you tell me what's right and wrong i follow to now i see i feel i think i'll determine what's right and wrong and I'll do what I want. I will decide what's right. Original sin, right there. I will make the decision. And of course, I think that we have escalated that to, I will decide what's right and wrong to, is God right or wrong to, is it right to have a God? And then, you know, right and wrong is now determined by, you know, is it even right or wrong for you to believe in God? Not saying you're there, Zach, yeah. many of us. So I'm, I'm saying you're, my thought or my process of that and where I'm going is, is that, your question or your statement and it is a very and there's way more complexity to it well and I, all powerful all good why is there bad is that yes we can bring in the free will and say we did it but also if god's so powerful why would he allow it i think there's a there's you know, my points are made on that into ending where it's not going to end there it's not going to end like this mm-hmm. there will be justice there will be reconciliation there will be uh, fix, fixing of what is wrong. Yeah. But unfortunately, it, we may have to go through some struggle. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's a, especially in someone, you know, in the Christian faith, that's a good way to look at it. Okay. Because that can get you, I mean, I think if, if, if I thought about things like that, which I, I mean, I do think in that mm-hmm. way, I think if I put up with this now, it's going to be worth it later. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Everybody, I tell myself all the time, I'm not special you're not special. We're going to do you got everyone's going to have hard times. We're all going to go through that. But if you push past it, there will be something better. Uh, and I think that's a natural kind of a, uh, a hope that we all have. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That hope this isn't all for nothing. You right, know, because right. uh, then that's another issue, I guess, for me is that I've always thought of that. Like you said, like we're on this earth and we have this test kind of like we're, we're I was thrust upon this situation. Right. Mm-hmm. I was th- thrown into the world. I didn't ask to be. I'm not mad that I was, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I didn't ask to be. Right. I was made who I am. I was put where I was, which is a big deal to me too. Uh, I'm astronomically lucky to be born who I was, where I was born. Like that to me should be without question. Uh, and I, cause I even think even further. So what's the, if we have an eternity of heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you created an eternity of heaven. Mm-hmm. Why even put me here for maybe 80 years? Like why even give me the chance to screw up, right? That to me it's it's almost like if we made a bunch of like if I if I had my own twenty acre farm and I made a bunch of robots mm-hmm. and I was like all right you're gonna you're gonna plow my seeds you're gonna plant my corn you're gonna harvest this and that okay uh, but you can't do one thing whatever it is and if my artificial intelligent robots started doing that I would say all right now I'm going to banish you to an eternity of robot hell right. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't necessarily, to me, it doesn't make sense for there to be a punishment and reward unless there is an overall goal of God's, sir, or mine with my robots, right? Because my goal... So Matt, what if I was a maximum glory? What do you mean? Well, God says that he is to receive maximum glory. We know that before Genesis 1-1, Satan and a third of the angels war with God. Mm-hmm. Now, they were perfect. They were given everything. They were with God. They saw God, you know... They were everything, kind of like you're talking about. But they were cast out because ultimately they looked at God and said, "Why? Why can't we be gods? Why can't? Why are you God and we're not? We're perfect. We if you got to ask, you can't be. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know. And, and so they warred. And I'm dumbing this down, yeah, not, yeah. not because you're saved no, for time's sake. So a third of them of the angels cast out of heaven, and so is Satan, and they're banished. And everybody, you know, had this discussion too. Hell is not. Satan's place. It's God's judgment. It's God's wrath. It's his anger that Satan will go to. Mm-hmm. But it's not Satan's kingdom. Satan's playground right now is earth. Okay, so Satan is banished into the depths of hell just like sinners are. Okay, so, but, he, you know, he, he, they, they do this thing and there's no going back. There's no forgiveness. There's no nothing. That's why, you know, you have, you know, the, the, the single fact when God says that we did that in the garden with Adam and Eve, you did what? He hid the garden from us, put a cherubim with a flaming sword so that we wouldn't return because if we did it again, which he knew you're like a kid, you're going to do it again, there isn't another Savior. There's only one Savior. There's one Messiah. There's one Lamb. 
And for this sack, for this punishment, I have a way. But what I mean by maximum glory, mm-hmm. if we were all robots, if we were all programmed, and that is how God did it, could, he couldn't receive maximum glory. If I was a, if 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 I as a father uh, produced a child and my children popped out and they are fully aware. They can speak. They can feed themselves. They can go get a job immediately. They never bump their their little heads. They never get sick. They never need me. Do I really get maximum glory? Do I really get to be daddy? Or was I just a, you know... A guy who made a kid. There's nothing special there. Right. And, I, and I, that makes a lot of sense. And I'd... so by creating that, but not create, but giving us free will unlike what we, well, giving us free will, there, knowing that there would be a need that arises, and not just leaving us in that need, that he would then create this fulfillment of the need himself. So a need arises. He is the need. We need God because we screwed this up. He becomes the need. He fulfills the need. All of that brings him the greatest glory because he didn't just create. He created and nourished and sustained, but he um, reconciled. He forgave. He, he uh, you know, yeah, reconciled. Mm-hmm. Uh, ministry of reconciliation. So when God says maximum glory, that's how one receives maximum glory. God receives maximum glory because, yeah, it, you know, it, just by creating it, you know, robots. Well, yeah, great dude. You're smart. You created artificial intelligence that can do all that's amazing. But what if, but that doesn't give you that, you know, you're, we're in awe, but you are not God. A God has maximum glory. And you know, that's where I think that ability comes into where God says, I don't, I'm not going to force you to love me. You're going to, you're going to, I, you're going to see, it's amazing. It's when we say that the angels, the rulers, and the authorities, and all in the heavens, when, when someone finds and their eyes are open to God, they, they rejoice because where we are, we shouldn't be rejoicing. Where What we're seeing, what Satan is doing around and what we have done ourselves, there should be none of this, but yet there is. And so it's like amazement. Like, God, even in the, 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 the crap they're sitting in right now, they Job will not curse your name. Sitting on a pile of trash, his wife... I love you, babe. His wife sitting there. Why don't you just freaking curse God and die already? He's picking his sores with old broken pieces of pottery. I would have told my wife, we're done. You know, she's like, what great help are you? Uh, but he wouldn't curse God. Now, he was, there were some things that happened, but he wouldn't curse God. You got touchy there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, yes, it did. But the amazing thing was, is that Satan, that's what Satan was saying. He's saying the same part when, when, uh, when, you know, God says, where, where are you coming from, Satan? And he goes, oh, I'm, you know, messing around to and fro on earth, messing. He goes, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan makes the same point to you. Why, why wouldn't he, why would he curse your name? You've given him everything he needs. You've given him blah, blah, blah. And Satan goes, he tells Satan what he can do. He says, Satan, go ahead and mess with him. Kill his kids, do this, but you cannot, you will not kill him. You will not. And watch what happens. And that's the glory of it is that he will still love me no matter what the condition, because he sees me as God. He sees the light even when he's, when he's sitting in the dark. And so I think, would you not feel that that might go against the whole robot theory? Well, maybe robot wasn't the right term. because well, it's a good one. Yeah, man, the artificial touch. I, I was speaking on it more as there has to be a reason why okay, yeah. I create those. Yes. In the end, it's for me, right? So I created these these things. I thrust these things into existence that didn't ask to be exist. And I'm giving them the option for eternal damnation, which to me, I would I would need a reason. Like to me, that I look at it like, what's what's the plan here? Like, where, right. where what are we doing? Like, and that would why be am I purpose. doing this? Not even yeah, purpose. But mm-hmm. and, I, and this is not at all what I think is the truth. But I think if we automatically accept any leader, right, right for whatever the case may be, uh, without really kind of figuring things out for yourself or really having your own thoughts like this. If you don't think about things like this right. before you make your decision, uh, you're kind of opening yourself up to what could be bad. Who who knows who uh, knows if that's who knows if this is a but I'm absolutely and I'm saying this I don't I agree with that 100%. I don't know. I don't I'm not saying I believe this because no, you far, should ask those questions. But I'm I'm saying this is a far-fetched thing, but how do we know that there isn't let's say that the God that that you know and Justin and everyone talks about mm-hmm. isn't really 
a bad person? Like how do how a bad entity yeah. that's saying, let me, I'm going to thrust these things for my entertainment to mm-hmm. watch, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get something out of it. I don't know what, but to me, for our purpose to to exist and our mm-hmm. and for us to be in control of the earth and to right. be these sentient beings and all this and that, uh, if there is a creator, I don't think it was. Uh, again, my opinion, I don't think he's a if it's a creator is a bad thing or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think it wasn't just because he was nice and wanted to let people live on Earth. I think there's a m- obviously infinite options you could do in creating beings and eternal life and eternal damnation. There's a lot of things you could do. It's to me, it's just very, it's interesting. It's head scratching. It's mind boggling of the situation we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're we're now, and it kind of goes back, I guess, to the technology and how we're better fifty years than fifty years ago. Yeah. Would we be better off if we never evolved past that 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 original kind of like Puritan standpoint where we all tend our own farm, we didn't pollute the ozone, we didn't dump toxic weight, we didn't do all this stuff. We we not we wouldn't have the cool stuff that we do, but would we be better off? So mm-hmm. I think now like we now we've got all this stuff and we've become so uh, self aware. Mm-hmm. Like I, if there is a God, He created me to be so self aware and so questioning that have I gone too far? Like, am I, you know what I mean? Like, can I, do I apologize for the brain and the experiences that I've had that have led me to these questions? You know, I can't, mm-hmm. there's the, the ignorance is bliss thing is what I think of. And people say, well, that's just God. See ya. You know, right. like, you know, right. I, it just can't, it's not that simple for me with anything. So I, I don't, I think these things and I don't, uh, I don't feel sorry for thinking them. I don't say like, I apologize for, for thinking this through, mm-hmm. uh, but it, I, I don't understand. There's a lot of things I don't understand about it. I guess when I look right. at it deeper on a deeper level, because I feel that the reason we're here isn't just to give us a chance. Like that, if th- if those things are true, then it's a not a. I don't say selfish in the way that God's a selfish jerk. I'm saying that there's a there's another motivation that I don't know, or maybe you, not, maybe none of us know that why we're here. And why we're not supposed to do these things? Why we're supposed to do these things? Mm-hmm. Pain, dread, all that, famine—like that's even that's still made up. Like it's still, if it never existed, if we didn't have to eat food, for some reason we do mm-hmm. biologically. Wouldn't that be an easier thing to just mark that off the list of? Well, I'm not going to make them eat food, but if I am, I'm not going to make them uh, shelter it away from each other or whatever the situation may be. I'm going to make it to where literally. An apple will grow if I need if I if I pray right now, I need an apple to grow because I'm hungry. To me, that would seem fair to say, all right, I'll because I'm God, I'm powerful. I will at least make sure everybody can have food, right? But we've created systems and and things now where, depending on where you were born geographically, mm-hmm. you you could go into a trash can somewhere probably in this building and find more food than yeah, some people absolutely. get, you know. So things like that kind of. Make me curious, right. you know, like why, why, why do we have to eat? Why do we have to sleep? Right. Why do we have to do those things? It doesn't. And I think. I think. Uh, yeah. And I definitely think uh, some good, good stuff in there, and, and good question. And I will agree with you, uh, man. I love when people question. You know, I mean, I, I think it's important. Like, you know, uh, yeah. That's why you know. I, I mean, if you probably haven't noticed already, I'm not going to draw a hard line in the sand on no, just yeah, about anything. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just think, about anything. Yeah. There's most things. Like if you say, you can ask me. Can yeah. God exist? Can hell exist? All that for sure it could. Yeah, it could. But do, but let's question in those things. So but think, let's figure out why there would be a hell. Why right. would why would there be that? Like why yeah. why are these things? Why the why? things that yeah things that I'll why? never find out. But those yeah. are the things that until I do, which is probably why I'm gonna be thirty in a couple months and I don't have a family 30. with kids and I don't have any like because I, I can never be like how would I always just say. But why would I get married now? You know what I mean? Or why would I have a kid? Like, you know, I don't, I'm not ready for that. Like, let me figure out some other stuff first. And that's probably, uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. Right. Right. Because I'm always, that's me. I don't experience life in the same way that uh, other Other people people, do. I don't experience joy in the same way you do. You know what I mean? I, I, and to your, probably your testament, I, I probably have more, uh, more anxiety and more lows in my life than people would probably believe. Right. And a lot of it comes from the existential crisis mm-hmm. and, the, and the questions that I don't have the answer to. And it pretty much makes me 
uh, balk on a lot of things. Right. You know what I mean? So it kind of, if I'm unsure about that. But it's good when you talk, right? Yeah. We have the thing. So, Zach, a lot of good things. And to our listeners uh, there, uh, a lot of this stuff, uh, excuse me, a lot of this stuff, um, and Zach, we want you to listen because if we misrepresent it, uh, we want to uh, email or, you know, you'll have to come back on the show and debate us again. Uh, not debate. Well, you may be debating us one day. But um, because I think some at some point me and Justin are going to kind of take what a lot of this good discussion went out, maybe break down a few of the topics and areas and, you know, from a Christian worldview where this comes from. But I also want to show listeners uh, I don't want to get too much into doing shows like that because it, it it means that me and Justin kind of get to monopolize and take over the conversation. There's no one on the other side to come and like come back at us. But I think we do need to take times uh, because as Christians, um, you know, my to my Christian brothers and sisters who are listening, you know, they're like, well, how would you answer that? And some they got to see some of our dialogue of what they need to do. Uh, but in other areas, you know, you brought up some good stuff that they would need some more uh, training on. And that's part of what we're doing here as well. Um, many things that Zach brought up from value of life, uh, uh, you know, where does it come from? Why would why would these things be? And there are answers to those questions. And so uh, for my friend, uh, Zach, and, and everything is that uh, Zach knows this, that well, even without the microphones and headphones, we're going to still have our conversations. We're oh, yeah. still going to talk. And that's why I wanted Zach to be our first guest, because I love Zach's brain. I think he's a very educated person. And you know, he, 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 I like that he questions everything, you right. know, um, and, and a lot of our listeners out there, a lot of the people in the church, uh, reasons that Zach, I'm, you know, not to speak for you, Zach, but I feel, and, you know, in uh, analyzing your situation, that some of the reasons that Zach has done what he has done is that some of, uh, too many of our brothers and sisters out there, uh, don't have, don't make the time or create the pay or have the patience or even, take uh the time to learn how to have and engage in a conversation like this you you would have frustrated them they wouldn't have known, know where to go with it and you shut they, down they it's easy shut, to shut down, down and they're just like well you're against me so i'm against you and that yeah. that is not that's not that doesn't work it just does not work people it, it cannot work and so tim talk talking with talkers is about talking and learning how to talk learning how to listen mm-hmm. uh learning how to engage i mean i made my point zach saw it uh heard him uh, he makes his points but um you know we're, we 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 are smarter uh now uh on seeing some of zach's point and hopefully zach is a little bit more uh yeah uh, a, a lot of what you said i mean it makes sense right and again I, I, I don't i don't disagree with most of right. it like i in in principle i would agree right uh and then that's just part of my hangups is where yeah, i say yeah. and there's a lot yeah, yeah. you know and there's still a lot more uh to go into but so also in and, and i think you'll both of y'all probably find too like when you talk to more people uh like our our disagreements aren't they're not mountains and, and mice. Like we're, our disagreements are like hippos and elephants. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, we're not, I'm not sitting here saying genocide and murder is great. Right. What's your stance? You yes. know, like we both yeah. agree. And on, I think that, that goes to the point I'm saying of, you know, when people would take time and not be scared. Look, I think, you know, I could have easily walked into this conversation. You say how this is my man's like, I don't, you make good points, but I still believe in God. And this is what I believe, but I don't know exactly how to answer that. That's going to only bring us closer I th- I, than me I, I going, agree you know 100%. what, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I think that I don't know how you could think that way. I don't know why you would think that way. I think you're just pissed off. I think you like your sin. I think you just want bad things to happen. I think you just don't care. So to hell with you, you know, uh, and that's not a bad hell term. It means like, you know, you're just going to hell. And I'm a, I, as I want to say this, any Christian who can ultimately lay their head down at night and be okay with anyone going to hell, you might want to check yourself. You might want to ask, why am I, why am I okay with that? Because it shouldn't be. Now, I don't believe I can save everyone from hell, but I don't want anyone going. And uh, I'm at least willing to spend my life having conversations with people that maybe God will work through that. And yeah, that. and I would go even further on, on that, too, of like, don't, you should never, like you said, no Christian should ever be comfortable with someone going to hell, right? Yeah. Because you say you go through this suffering because you're going to get heaven later, right? That's what that's the end game. Again, I, and I look at it from if there is a God, the test might be how well are you stopping the suffering? Like this, we put you, you on earth, how well? What are you doing? Right. You can't just say, well, they're going to heaven later, right. so I'm not. But gonna- straight from your mouth, Zach, I, I want my listeners to make sure they heard that. That you know, you just said, uh, you know, to Christians out there, 
it's your if this is what you believe it's your responsibility to have that conversation with us yeah right? and i say exactly and even more and, and even more so i look at the and this is my mom always told me some people are so heavenly bound that they're no earthly good right so that's something that stuck with me when i was a kid a lot like that. that you can't be you can't just sit back and say well they'll be rewarded in heavens therefore i get to sit down and not do anything or i don't have to say anything the first and foremost goal christian muslim atheist whatever the case may be if your goal isn't to help your brother, your neighbor, whatever it is, and, and really believe that, like if you're not doing that, I think you're failing the first test. Not not because you want them to go to heaven or you want to go to heaven. It's because, to me, that's the test. If we're put on earth with all these tests, I think we're going to be judged more. If that is the case, you'll be judged more on how you affected your people here on earth with your own two hands mm -hmm. in a positive or negative way than uh, any type of... Uh, you know, religious scripts that we can go over or right. any type of thing you can, you can say knowledge singing in the choir. Yeah. You like know. you can say from across the world, well, as long as you believe in God, this suffering is, it'll be fine. And then right. you can go back to drinking your diet Coke, watch TV, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Not that you do that, but, yeah. uh, but I'm saying it's, it, that's not, I don't think that's the test. The test to me is what are we doing on earth right mm -hmm. now? Are we making the world better? Are we, are we killing the earth? Right. Are we making nuclear bombs that someone might push a button soon and destroy everyone? We don't know, you know? Right. So uh, I think every day, and again, it kind of goes back to like the way my philosophies with like working out and stuff. People always want to say like, I need to lose 50 pounds. I need to do this and that. Like, no, you don't. You need to show up today and you need to do what you're supposed to do today. Mm -hmm. You get one day, right? Same as like the addicts uh, and like alcohol economics, uh, right. alcoholics anonymous, all that. One day at a time. One day at a time. We, we, you can only, there's a great saying too that I've heard recently, but I, I, it stuck with me too. Uh, but you, you should only tend to the parts of the garden that you can touch, right? Mm -hmm. So any every day, you just need to worry about what you can touch, right? Mm -hmm. if, you, if you can help someone, you can do this, then that's what you need to worry about. I can't be worried about the 50 pounds I need to lose. I need to worry about what am I doing right now? What am I doing the next 10 the minutes? The workout I have in front right. of me. Right. What what focus on what I've got, yeah. right? So if we can focus on earthly things, mm -hmm. right, we focus on even more so than I don't care. I'm not here to... Preaching, and you can, I, I can say this to you. I know for every listener, Tim has never came to me and said, You need to get right with God. You've never come out and said, like, and preached to me in a negative way. You've talked to me like this, and I've really appreciated the talks. Uh, but I think you do a better job of what are we focusing on today? And mm -hmm. I think that's that's the vibe that I think we should all take. Now, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the next bridge to the, the non believers, I think, is forget all the other stuff. I'm your brother, you're my brother, you're my sister, whatever Today's it is. Today's today. What Today's are we today. Doing today. Let's do it today. Like, yeah. how can I help you today? How can you help me? Because yeah. I think in the end, that's going to be the test. If there's a test, that's it's that. It. Well, guys, I think uh, we're going to let... That's, that's a good That's it. Yeah. That, see, yeah. so the good that's conversation... That's a good call to action for everyone. good call to action came from Zach O'Quinn. And, and it's also not only a challenge to people, but it's a reminder to Christians that here we have somebody who is not adamantly against the church, whatever, but has said, like, I'm not in that, you know, uh, you know, believe totally what you guys believe. But I also understand that you say it's your responsibility to do this, so you better step up and do it. If you want me to even consider what you're saying, I should be seen at first. And I think, you know, not tooting anyone's horn in here, but for me to have Zach come in this room and talk this way, if he hadn't seen it in me when just in the everyday life, you'd be like, man, what am I doing? Yeah, if I didn't know, I would not have come to talk to you. Like, right. if I didn't really know you and I was just like, oh, this pastor wants to come, like, berate show. me on microphone yeah. or something, like, right. I would not have done it. Right. And so that that's, I want you guys to, if anything, take away from what Zach said here at the end. We'll dice up some of the conversation between myself and Zach in later episodes. But, you know, today is the day you have in front of you. There are questions. There are people out there that are hurting, that are in need, that have questions. Uh, and you sticking your head in the sand is not going to work. And then you getting angry because you are frustrated. You can't exactly answer the question. Uh, and then, get, you know, taking that anger and, and deciding to be cold or to run from it or whatever you're doing out there, it doesn't work. And yep. so if we ask, 
people to step up and look at God in the right way, then we need to make sure we're stepping down and working with our people in the right ways as well. So with that being said, uh, Justin, next week, me and you are going to have us a nice conversation about Facebook arguments about the... I will be uh, listening to that one. (laughs) We are going to talk about the roles of Christians and non-believers and all of that, getting on Facebook, making our opinions be known. Does it work? Is it is it working? Uh, how should it be done? If it should be done, and what are I mean? Just we're gonna you know take a, you know look at it um, uh, many ways. In fact, I may I may and Zach, you'll laugh at this one. I may even ask my wife to come in Ooh, on this. Now one. we're she's, talking. Uh, she's a big believer of uh, getting on Facebook. And well, our, I think no, Justin is her uh, like surrogate. Like everything yeah. probably <laughs> that she'd want to say, Justin yeah. can say it we, for. Her, do so. you have a Facebook <laughs> anger interpreter? They can go on Facebook for you and say certain. We things. got Luther over here. So, over my- <laughs> that is <laughs> what we are going to be discussing next week. And Tim uh, talk talking with talkers. Thank you to Zach O'Quinn. Yeah, thank you um, for coming and and saying these things. Uh, those of you who know Zach, uh, listen, he's not going to shy. Be praying for our brother. He's uh, doing a lot with his career and things like that. And uh, so let's be praying for Zach and. Uh, uh, be praying that I, we continue to have our great conversations. And uh, you guys out there listening, step up to the conversations, become a talker, uh, get out there and do what you're doing. Subscribe to our podcast, listen next week, share with your friends. Justin, thank you so much for the headphones, the microphones, the O's and the P's and the I's. Zach, again, thank you for coming out yeah, and definitely. talking with us. And uh, that's it for me, Justin. Tim, how can they get in touch with you? Tim at salesstreet.org. That's Tim at salesstreet.org. Or you can send Justin Martindale a Facebook message. Give him all your thoughts, Absolutely. opinions, and comments. Make sure you don't leave out any details. Private message him at on Facebook, and he'll love that. Well, look, I want to thank you guys for coming in and doing this wonderful discussion. I'm, I'm, I barely spoke. I was just over here with my with my chin in my hands, <laughs> just staring at both of these wonderful, beautiful-looking men in my Great studio. beers in this room. Uh, there's some good ones, yeah. yeah. Jake's trying back. Jake's, yeah, looking, he's doing Jake's looking kind of scruffy again. Yeah. Jake's, Jake's All right, well, look, thank you for listening. Go out and be a talker. Don't be an arguer. Go be a doer and be a talker. Find somebody who doesn't agree with you and just talk. Don't fight. Don't argue. Just talk. Thank you for listening. This is Tim Talk, Talking with Talkers, Season 1, Episode 3. I'm out. Amen. <laughs>